Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and as ever joined by Greg Brown to look ahead to this week's action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Looking forward to the Gambler Derby on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> big, big match. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There might be a peacekeeping envoy that I need to uh, bring in for this podcast because we've got Div McDonald on the podcast with his long-term St Mirren fan who's absolutely loving life at the moment. Loving life, my friend. I've, I don't think I've come into the Gambler Derby uh, in such high confidence. Uh, uh, tremendous to see uh, Jobbers and Joskies priced as 6 to 1 to get the points in Paisley. You've got to say it's absolutely terrific. Brilliant. Great times. Yeah, let's tell the truth through it. If you did say the price on St Mirren frightens you a wee bit today. It does, I know. I can't believe I wanted to win any game in the Premiership. But um, yeah, no, we are playing well. Um, I don't think Rangers defeat oh, away hurt us too bad. So it's been a brilliant start to the season and I'm sure it'll continue on Saturday. It has, I've got a wee quiz question for you later on, therefore on that start to the season. So oh, yes. right, let's stay off Google. Shall we? Okay, no worries. For, for a wee bit. Uh, yeah, we'll rattle through this week's uh, fixtures. Uh, right now, it's Aberdeen 2, PAOK 1 in the Conference League. So Aberdeen 12 minutes away from getting a much-needed three-point. Could be the first first time in a long time, Div, that Scottish teams have went through a whole week without getting beaten in Europe. Yeah, no, I've, I've enjoyed the games. I thought the Celtic game last night was brilliant, really good entertainment. I thought Celtic was fantastic first half, obviously ran out of gas a wee bit second period, which is to be expected against a really good team. Uh, good performance from Rangers tonight in the Czech Republic as well. thought again, second half, they were really good and possibly should have won it. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Aberdeen game, but um, PAOK or, or Pauk or whatever you're called um, are a good outfit. And so if Aberdeen are beating them, that's that's another terrific result. So as you say, let's hope they hold on. Yeah, um, much needed one for Aberdeen tonight if they can hold on. So fingers crossed that they do. Uh, as I say, we've got plenty to look forward to this weekend. It's actually Scottish Cup weekend, Greg, so no League Two games this week. No, there's not. And I had a little chat earlier on with our friend Paul Petrie from Ibuki, who's just waiting to get prices up. I must admit, looking through the fixtures, quite difficult to pick out any shocks. I'm really interested in the Jimfield Swifts um, versus the Elgin match. Genie, a team from Perth that I know well. So we'll be keen to see what price they go off at on Saturday. And Lunkerty as well, another pair side in, involved in the Scottish Cup. So prices for this round of the Scottish Cup don't tend to get prices usually until Friday, which is a bit disappointing, but we'll we'll get some tomorrow. Yes, uh, difficult one for, for bookies like Paul, I think, to price up some of these games. But um, yeah, maybe if there's anything that catches the eye, we'll get it on the channel, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be sharing stuff on the channel on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to make up from for the absence of the League 2. Div's got a special bet from England for us before the end of the podcast, so we can look forward to that. But let's get a wee start on the Scottish Premiership games. Uh, we've got two games on Sunday featuring the two teams that are action, in action uh, tonight. It's uh, Aberdeen and Rangers games obviously shifted to the Sunday. But on Saturday, we'll start with uh, Hibs v Celtic. 
as you said, a fantastic display by Celtic, certainly for the first 45 last night, went toe-to-toe with uh, La Liga, Giants, Atletico Madrid ended up 2-2. They should be in good shape to go to Hibs and get a win, they 19-20 to win on Saturday. Hibs were well beaten at Ibrox, I think that was Montgomery's first defeat as a Hibernian boss, but I guess the big concern still for Hibs is that defensive record that's the worst in the league. Uh, and I think if you add on the goals that they've conceded in the Cups, this season as well, we've lost 30 goals in 16 games, and that looks like it's going to be their Achilles heel this season. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for both the Edinburgh teams last weekend when they both got thumped uh, by Rangers and Celtic. And I think I saw a different kind of side to Celtic on um, at the weekend and also last night. They seem to definitely have that wee bit of swagger about them back. Um, you know, since they won at uh, Ibrox, they've, they've They've won 3-0, 3-0, 2-1, 3-1, 4-1. So they're, they're banging in the goals now. They're in great form. It's quite interesting that you know they are well ahead at the top of the league, but they've also played, this will be their sixth away game uh, out of 10, um, which is amazing. Actually, they've only actually had four home games. Um, so they've won every single game away from home, um, including that one at Ibrox, beating Aberdeen, Motherwell Rangers, Livingston and Hearts. So, I totally expect them to go to Easter Road and win uh, on Saturday. Um, I think although Montgomery's only lost one, I think these uh, Hibs have only won one of the last five, and that was against St Johnston, so that probably doesn't even count. Um, doesn't it? Doesn't, <laughs> yeah, Shots so, fired already. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I really, I really like the look of Celtic to win this, and I think uh, Hibs are they are good for a goal. You know, they, especially at home, they will. They will trouble teams and they'll score goals, but they'll let in goals. So I think over two and a half match goals in this and Celtic to win is a a reasonably solid shout at 1.9 for me. Um, I I just can't find any reason to oppose it. I don't think Hibs have gone in them to beat Celtic, famous last words, but uh, I fancy goals in the game and I fancy Celtic to win, so I think that's a good enough combination. Yes, that says Greg. Celtic do look as if they've got their swagger back. And there seems to be goals across the team as well. Matt Riley's been weighing in. Obviously, Kyogo, who you can never rule out. Luis Palma looks like a goal threat as well. He's now scored three uh, in his short term uh, time at the club as well. Yeah, Riley's probably been one of the players of the season so far, hasn't he? Yeah. He's had a, had a really, really good season so far. I'm sure that will continue. Can't really disagree with anything what they've said around this match. I, I think the gulf between Celtic and Rangers across the rest of the league is is massive now. As big as it's ever been. Uh, I really don't see Hibs causing Celtic too many problems. Goals, definitely the right way to go here. Celtic scoring goals again. Hibs conceding goals for fun. But Hibs are good for a goal as well. So there's every chance Hibs could contribute to a, a consolation goal, potentially, <laughs> in this match. But yeah, hard to look beyond Celtic and over 2.5 goals. Second visit to the capital in a week for Celtic. They cruised past Hearts, didn't they, last week? Yeah. Before that, 4-1. So I I don't see Hibs causing Celtic too many problems. And uh, Newell's probably good for a booking, uh, as always, for Hibs. But it'll be quite a short price. Martin Boyle will obviously offer probably, and maybe I'm the founder if he starts, Hibs' biggest threat. But I just think, yeah, over 2.5 goals is 8-15. And if anyone's just doing an overgoals bet, then that should definitely be in their line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's have a look at Livingston v Dundee. Livy beaten by Comarnock last week, Greg. Um, 
And that saw Kilmarnock leapfrog them uh, in the table. The Dundee United uh, a disappointing 0-0 draw, I suppose, with Ross County on Tuesday. It was Dundee's fifth draw of the season already. And had a wee look back at last season, they actually drew 12 games last season on the way to promotion and only Arbroath drew more than them. Yes, it really, really is impacting their season, Dundee. Uh, five draws, only two defeats. It depends what spin you want to put on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with the... Um, Go the positive. They've only lost two games this season. <laughs> it's an only promoted side. They've played, what, eight games and they've only lost two. So, not been the worst of starts. Just before, though, we start in this match, probably get something off my chest. In terms of the Premiership this season, I think it's been really poor. And yeah. this this isn't because we've got Div on the podcast. I'm actually excluding St Mirren from this chat. But outside of Celtic, Rangers and St Mirren, uh, the rest of the sides in the league, the other nine sides, no one's won any more than three games. Yeah. Either nine but or eight matches. I've actually got this in my notes. Hearts are fourth, despite the fact they've only won three games out of nine. Then you go into goal scoring. Hearts have scored eight goals <laughs> in nine matches. Motherwell, yeah. seven goals in eight matches. Livingston, nine goals in nine matches. Dundee, seven goals in eight matches. Ross County, six, which is appalling, and we'll get to that shortly. And St. Johnston, three goals in eight matches. It's been a pretty terrible season, to be honest with you, so yeah. far. <laughs> team, it really, really has. It's been an awful league. An awful league. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of top three. It has. It really has been a really disappointing league this season, I think. Yeah. How does that help us with... Uh, but in terms of Livingston Dundee, <laughs> when you look at these games, it's so difficult to try and find an angle because there's literally nothing between these sides. Yeah. And you could probably lay a bit of paper across seven or eight sides in this league. So it always makes it really difficult. Olivia are always tricky at home. Dundee don't travel well. They did go to Hibs a few weeks ago and um, fought out a really good 0-0 draw. Don't expect many goals in this match. I did hear a Kilmarnock fan on Twitter saying that Kilmarnock are the worst, sorry, Livingston are the worst side they've played this season which makes me smile as they play us next Wednesday. <laughs> so we'll see how that pans out. But looking at this game, um, I couldn't pick a winner here. I, I really couldn't. However, uh, there's a couple of angles to go in here. I think Livingston to get two cards is a great part of any bet builder or any part of a double in this in this league. Livingston um, racking up a decent card a card count in this league and Dundee to get four corners so I'm taking Dundee to get four corners in this game very little between the sides as you say Dundee haven't won many games only won once this season but they've only lost twice draws are killing them this has got draw written all over it yeah. for me and but more than happy to, to take Dundee on the corners market to get four and I'm doubling that up with the corners in the Motherwell Ross County match yeah, the draw is 23-10. Div, last year, I remember we spoke uh, before the start of the season about the Championship and how tight the games were going to be there. I think you had kind of suggested you were going to try Pearman five draws every week. And I don't think that would be too bad a strategy for some of the games in the, the Premiership this season. No, I must admit, I found this weekend's card really tough in the Premiership. And when I got to this game, I was just like... I looked at the stats and tried everything to try and come up with something. But, you know, Greg's been quite creative there because Dundee haven't had many corners on the road. Um, uh, I think one in the last two games, albeit one of them was at Celtic, six at St. George, so that doesn't count, and then three at St. <laughs> so they don't, they don't have many. I just, 
I fancy Livingston to win this actually because Dundee aren't great away from home and I think I always fancy Livingston at home in, in these sorts of games but I certainly won't be touching it it's an absolute no bet avoid at all cost game for me yeah ok Greg it's part of a, a double for you in the other half of that comes in the middle of the Ross County game yeah so Ross County played Dundee midweek 0-0 scoreboard uh, I'm pretty critical of Ross County so far this season now given the fact they've only scored six goals They've got Brophy, White and Murray and they've got six goals between them. Yeah. They are paying them a fortune. Let's not put ourselves on. That's probably the most expensive strike force outside the top five big clubs in the league. And they've scored six goals. 10-11 to 11 for Motherwell, 14-5 for Ross County. Ross County, though, have been very good on, I guess, two fronts. Um, very good on the cards front. I think they've hit two or more cards in seven of their eight games. So there's definitely an angle on cards from for Ross County and I, I guess also for for Motherwell they've hit I think three or more cards in six of the eight games so there's definitely a cards angle here but Ross County have been hitting good corners this season we've kind of spoken about that a lot this season on the podcast they'll hit four at Dundee on Tuesday and I think there's every chance Ross County are four to six to hit four corners against Motherwell which I'm more than happy to take on and that doubled up with Dundee is a, a 75 over 3.5 corners double. Yeah, it's a pretty decent shout altogether uh, on that double. Uh, just on this game, Motherwell seem to have kind of lost their way a wee bit. Uh, it's the four defeats in a row for them, albeit three of those have come against the three top teams in the league, Celtic Rangers and St Mirren. Um, can they be oh, trusted at home against? Say that again. <laughs> say that <back> again. <laughs> uh, you heard me. Uh, yeah, I just don't know if they can be trusted at home against Ross County. As Greg says, Ross County should be doing better than they are currently in terms of the goal scoring front. And you think at some point the goals might just come for them? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've looked at this game and it's not never a bet I would ever put on myself. But under two and a half goals at 1.85 does appeal because these two, you know, Motherwell really are struggling for goals. Ross County struggling for goals. It's just got that look about it that it's going to be a stinker. Um, I did look at cards as well, Ross County, cards away from home, 4, 5, 4, 6. You know, they, they, there's a lot of cards in there, uh, away games and multiple opponents at home, 4, 3, 5 and 1 cards. So I think Greg's probably found the best angle with the cards in this one. Um, uh, corners, County do pick up, there's a lot of corners in their uh, away games, but I, th- I think for me again, this is one that I'll probably be leaving alone. Um, but I think if if you're a brave man, go unders on this one because I don't think there'll be many goals. Yeah, I noticed the uh, county picked up six cards on Tuesday night. Did indeed have. They did, yeah. They seem to pick up a lot of cards. Um, I, I don't really know. Don't really have them down as a particularly physical team, so I'm not really sure what they're up to. We've not played them yet, so I've not seen them really up, up close. Oh, you'll um, find out, Dave. You'll find out. <laughs> I probably won't because it's we've been we've got Dingwall away twice on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night this season. So wow, I, um, that's a that's a, a tough one. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't massively. I think I feel a wee bit sorry for Motherwell because I think the boy Bereth looked good um, before he got injured against Marin, um, and I think that's taken away a lot of their goal threat. They don't seem to have an awful lot else. Um, they are a wee sticky patch of form because um, they were looking all right. And normally I would have backed them at home against County, but that run of defeats has put me off a wee bit. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll recap that double before we finish up. Um, let's tackle Kamarnock. No, in fact, yeah, it's a Sunday game, so let's tackle the Gambler Derby. I do this with my hands crossing my face and my eyes here. I don't know how this is going to go this next five or ten minutes on the podcast. <laughs> uh, let's tackle St Mirren first, Div. As you say, defeat to Rangers. Uh, they'd lost that penalty and it, as you said, hopefully won't derail their season. Um, quite a heavy defeat. No game last week, but they're still third in the table and ahead of Hearts playing on Sunday, they've got a chance to go seven points clear of Hearts, uh, which would be monumental at this stage of the season. No, as it's, it's been a dream start and, and we are playing well with a, with a really tough outfit to beat. As you say, the, the red card against Rangers and the penalty just absolutely knocked us for six and Killed that game, but you know, I think um, we'll miss Ryan Strain on Saturday for sure. He'll be a yeah, bit lost, yeah. but um, we've got we've got some good players on the bench now as well, and that's that's I think the difference this season. We've got people who can come off the bench, and we've got strikers who can come on and cause problems. We've scored a reasonable amount of goals. You know, eleven's uh, not too bad for us. Um, you know, we could have been sitting having this chat a couple of years ago, and we'd be sitting like where, where St Johnson are scoring three or four goals. So we are hitting a lot of goals uh, comparatively uh, for us, and we're a really hard unit to beat at home. Um, the only thing I would caveat that by is. St Johnson will probably sit in. Uh, they're not a side that's going to come at us, and we, we tend to do better against teams that want to play and attack us. So uh, I've seen us come unstuck against teams that sit deep and basically play the way that we play, in, in essence, uh, uh, and it kind of nullifies us a wee bit. I'm hoping that this season we've got enough about us up front to, to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, all joking aside, St Johnson should never be 6-1 to one to win in Paisley. I'm, I'm not having that at all. Um, I think someone will win, um, but I won't be backing it, that's for sure. I won't be jinxing it. Um, I like cards in this game. I think uh, we've got a referee, David Dickinson, 41 yellows in eight games, so he's averaging five cards a game. And there's actually, uh, St. Johnson uh, got two red cards in this fixture last season, and there's been four red cards in the last six meetings, so... Sinners, not saints. That is the headline. <laughs> the um, so I, I see my angle in this game is both teams to get two cards, uh, two or more cards, and under four match goals. So again, it's never a fixture that really has a lot of goals, albeit there was a two-all draw here uh, last season. That was a, a bit of an anomaly. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not having a lot of goals here, but I think it'll be a meaty affair. Both teams to two plus cards, and I like that. So that just comes up at just over evens, two point zero one. Boom. Yeah. And Greg, if any team's capable of shutting another team out, it seems to be St Johnson. They've gone to Celtic Park and done it. They've gone to Aberdeen and done it. Um, and I guess it's just about trying to get some points on the board at the moment. Looking ahead, St Johnson's for it. St Johnson's next five fixtures are at home, so this might be a wee run of games where they can actually start picking up some points. Well, we have to. I suppose that we need to start picking up some points. Thankfully, we're not detached yet. As I said before, the league is that poor. As poor as we've been this season. We're only, what, four points behind Ross County Dundee. We're only five points off top six, really, um, if you want to look at it that way. So I think for me, I'm always pretty honest when it comes to Saints and where we are this season. But as Div said, six to one, come on. I might have to just get involved in that. Just <laughs> purely for the fact that six to one um, is the biggest price we've ever been in an away match against them in the history of both clubs. So I'll be interested <laughs> to see how this pans out. I must admit, I'm with Div here. I did look at unders, and I never look at unders, but I did have a little look at unders for this game, seven to ten. I fully accept that we are 
having a, a poor season, we're probably going to go down. I've 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 come to accept that. St Mirren were due a bad result. Let's not kid ourselves we, on. We had a bad result the last time we played. So. No, no, that was against Rangers. So you're due. A, this is a match in which every man their dog, and going by the betting, is expecting St Mirren to win this match. And that these are the sort of games where sides tend to slip up in. And for us to be six to one, there's maybe an angle on us somewhere. I'm not sure what it is. I'm gonna have a little flurry on us at six to one, purely the fact that it's, it's probably not the right price. Uh, I wouldn't be back in St. Mirren at four to seven. I do think St. Mirren will win this. I think they've had a fantastic season. They're on third in merit, but we're not a six to one shot for this match. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a pretty watch. And unders is probably the best way to go about it. We're actually five to six to score on Saturday. Which I don't think is the worst place either. I know we've only scored three goals this season, so uh, we're, not, we're not exactly setting the heather alight with our goal scoring antics. But unless you invade the pitch for a corner, I can't see St. John's. Well, even on that shout, there's a chance for us to get some corners too. We're not a bad place to get four or, or five corners on, on Saturday. So I'll be attending the match, uh, meeting Diff for a beer before the game. So we'll have we'll chew the fat on the. Um, pre-match squads before the game, but yeah, I'm not expecting much from this game in terms of goals. I would take a point, and obviously if we score, I'll be trackside. We have, <laughs> to be fair, only had one shot out at home this season, and that was against Hearts. You know, we, everybody else has scored uh, in Paisley, so maybe goals as, as, as the angle after all that. Um, I think you're five to six for us to score. I know that obviously the stats don't back us up scoring, because we've only scored three goals this season, but it's a pretty good price, and six to one as well. It's definitely worth a wee, a wee flutter. One thing I would say as well, though, that it, we we are due to give somebody a doing. I'm not suggesting it'll be St. Johnson, but <laughs> we've got three goals allowed. Three goals disallowed against Hearts, I think it was. We've got two disallowed against Aberdeen. Um, we, we've had absolutely no luck at all. We'd have got a, a ball miles over the line against Dundee that wasn't given as well. So we've had a lot of goals uh, chopped off at home. Um, and we do play with a wee bit of, a wee, a wee, as much as swagger as Mund ever play with, we do play with a little bit at home these days. And, uh, I tell you what, Dev, I see for both teams here, it really is, I think it's a great game, because what it will do is, it will give Mund an opportunity to see just how better they are than the rest in the league. And it will also give us an idea of how rubbish or good we are, because no one's given us a chance in this match, but I don't think... I think it'll be a close game. I don't think there would be much of it. No, I would agree with that. So that's so why the... I'm going under four goals, because we'll only win 3 0. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the one hand, we've got Greg saying that St Mirren are due a bad game. On the other hand, we've got Div saying St Mirren are due to give something they are doing. So, <laughs> who knows where this one's going to end. Div, the question I was going to ask you was if you wind your memory back to the COVID season 2021. Um, St Mirren are currently on 15 points. Which date did it take them to get to 15 points that season? The, the season that COVID hit in the March or the, the total shutdown season? The, the 2021 season, which I think is the season that was the total the shutdown. full season, yeah. yeah. It was full the full season. season. Yeah. Oh, well, we went on a really, really terrible run just before Christmas. I think we lost about 10 games in a row. I would, I would think it might even be the new year. Was it January? It wasn't quite. It was the 12th of December, so you're well ahead of track. It was 16 games it took you to get 15 points. Yeah. I think yeah. You, did it, you did it within eight this time. Might take us 30 for us this season, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've had a, I think we've had a reasonable run of fixtures as well, if I'm being honest. You know, we've, 
We've not played Celtic yet. We play them Wednesday night. Um, and obviously, we've only just played Rangers there. So, I think, and the way it's fallen home and away, I don't think we've a reasonable start of fixtures. But, but we are a good side. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Yeah. From us, so. yeah, yeah. Um, all good. Okay. So, the bet in this one is both teams to get two or more. Is it two or more cards? Or more? Yeah, two or more cards. Yeah. And under four match goals for you, Dev, which is that shade above evens. Yep. Yeah. Very excited actually to watch all the weekend punters come in and plough into St Mirren and get to one to two and see us out to double figures. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, bad news, I'm afraid. I fear we have jinxed Aberdeen. <laughs> they have just lost three two. Lost? To oh my a goodness! Penalty in the last kick of the ball. Uh, having bigged up Scottish footballs tremendous week, we have blown it. That's that's a shocker, that's a yeah, yeah. Two 0 up at home. Game management, Aberdeen. Dearie me. Yeah, I think it was like seventy three minutes. Pulk pulled one back to make it two one. That's, so that's, just, that's, that's a awful result. Back. Which brings us on nicely to Aberdeen's trip. It does hold up at Rugby Park on Sunday. Kelly into the top half. We spoke last week, Greg, about how important it was going to be for Kelly to start getting some home wins, um, and they did it last week against Livy. Yes, you. Paul Petrie both laughed at me last week when I suggested <laughs> to um, get three points on the board, but they did it in style, I think, in the end. A very comfortable 3-1 win. I think Kilmarnock fans pretty happy with that last week, and they really needed that, didn't they, Kilmarnock, after yeah. a really poor run of, what, seven games without a win. But the match on Sunday definitely would not be touching Aberdeen. And we said this last week, that this is the sort of game, after a European game, a long trek down to Kilmarnock, on the plastic pitch, Aberdeen 15 to 8. Kilmarnock are actually famous for this game, which is probably. Uh, it should, I, I don't know. I would say they'd be favourites, but I don't know if that Aberdeen price has also gone out because they've just lost. But I don't think there'll be much in the way of goals in this game either. I think it'll be a tight match. You can say that across all the games this weekend. It's really hard to find goals. It's not a league that's producing goals, and I've obviously given you the stats of the team goals at the start of the podcast. Um, I find this game really difficult to look at. Probably, obviously, Derek McInnes facing against his old team. Cards could be an angle. Uh, Aberdeen have been pretty good for corners this season so far as well, but I don't think I could be getting on Aberdeen at 15-8. to eight. No, not at all. Um, no. Dev? Yeah, it was corners for me in this game. Uh, I'm probably not going to touch it, but Aberdeen away match corners 14, 7, 12, 13. Command at home match corners 10, 16, 8, 13, 9. So I think the line at 10 is reasonable at 1.83, but I think uh, I, I'm always wary about teams coming off European games, even if they're at home. But uh, they've obviously put a lot into that tonight, and that's a, that's a gutter for them to lose. And just while I'm, I'm there, actually, I did uh, tip Stefan Schwab to score at uh, 17-2 to on my Twitter account today, and he duly obliged because he takes the penalties. Um, so there you go. Always do that in my in the UEFA games because you've got a, a VAR situation and the refs, these foreign refs, love a penalty. Always check the penalty taker for any team in the European competitions. That's a must admit, you do pretty well with them, to be fair. You do I do well actually with better with them than <laughs> almost anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and that's exactly, what, that's exactly what happened. I've got it on in the background here and it was a, a VAR call with foul. Uh, I think it was just kind of stood on the boy's foot right on the edge of the box, went to VAR, penalty awarded and Boy, dis- dispatched well, always, it to always worth, uh, worth doing the research on who takes the penalties for these clubs. Um, but anyway, never mind that. Uh, the Kamarnak Aberdeen, 
over ten corners that I push, but again, another one that I'll be I'll be swerving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also on Sunday we've got Rangers v Hearts. As you touched on, Greg Hearts, just not good enough, really. Um, really got kind of shown up by Celtic, and if Hearts have ambitions of being the third best team in Scotland, then they looked miles off it um, against Celtic last weekend. Just eight goals in nine games for them now. Shocking, absolutely shocking. And I think the fact there was uh, a swath of empty seats last weekend at Tynecastle. Yeah. Tynecastle was meant to be sold out to home fans, eight thousand on the waiting list, and the, there was lots of empty seats. And that just shows you the apathy at the moment at Hearts. And the pressure will soon start to build again on Stephen Naismith if it's not already doing so. Um, I can't see anything but a home win here. I don't think Hearts are going to go to Ibrox and leave with any points. Uh, decent point tonight for Rangers in Europe. I didn't see the game, but they've said obviously played a little bit better in the second half. A resounding win last week, then, weekend, wasn't it, for, for Rangers against Hibs? Uh, a 4-0 hammering really and I think we can see a similar score here I think Rangers will, will win in the handicap as well, not sure how this game will pan out in the final score but I think Rangers could win this game by a couple of goals and these two meet again in a couple of weeks don't they, in the yeah. cup maybe final yeah. so a tough couple of weeks coming up for Stephen Naismith and if they lose this on Sunday which I think they will, I think they then travel to Motherwell then in the League Cup at Hamden against Rangers after that big two or three games coming up for Stephen Naismith because he's already under pressure he's been under pressure all season which is a bit of a shame but um, something's got to give and I, I really don't see them causing Rangers too many problems and it's quiz time quiz time for you both mm. when was the last time Hearts won at Ibrox well I'll give you um, a clue it was 16 games ago was it in the championship yeah yeah must have been was it it was, yes, it was. I think it was 2014. Uh, Wilson and Osmond Sow scored in the last minute, um, with the last minute goal on the 10th of August 2014. So almost a decade since Hearts last won at Ibrox. 16 games without a win at Ibrox and they've not won in the last 10 against Rangers. So those stats don't, don't help uh, Stephen Naismith's cause. And obviously, as you say, Celtic wiped the floor with Hearts last week and I can see Rangers doing exactly the same. Yeah, and if it's going to be anything like last week, there might be a few angles on Rangers here, although they're three to ten to win, it's uh, eleven to ten for them to score three or more goals, which you wouldn't put past them. Um what was the other one I was looking at, which I quite like to look up, was Rangers to be winning half time, full time at ten to eleven as well. Yeah, I, I did look at this. I mean I do I totally echo everything Greg says. I don't think hearts are still Wobbly on the road, they're now wobbly at home as well. They're just, they're just not something not right there. Um, they're, they're going to shut goals at Ibrox on Sunday. I think it's just a case of how how much Rangers European exploits tonight uh, take out of them. But I think um, you know, I think they've they've got some players who didn't play tonight, uh, who didn't play ninety minutes. Who will come in? Danilo uh, made a return, and I thought he made a big difference coming off the bench. Um, I think he'll feed the places like Odessa. So I think that'll be a big a big plus for them. Um, yeah. I just think uh, I think they'll be far too strong for Hearts. It's just I, I looked at corners and things like that, but Rangers haven't actually been getting that many corners at home uh, this season for some reason. Uh, but Hearts do uh, their away games have had quite a few, so you can maybe chuck chuck some corners in there. You've got cards, I guess. John Beaton's always good for a card. Uh, um, but yeah, the Rangers to win in over two and a half goals is what I looked at. That is, it was 
1.74 a wee bit, wee bit skinny, uh, probably, uh, as I say, just coming off the back of the European game, but certainly something to add to an ACA on Sunday, I would think. Yeah, and my old favourite, Greg, from last season, Rangers to win to now against the Hearts team that aren't scoring goals is 65, so that's another potential route into profit for this one, uh, if you fancy a bet in this game. Uh, OK, let's have a wee look at the Championship. We've got two games on Friday night, the Day United v Arbroath and the Glasgow Derby, Queen's Park v Thistle. Uh, the Day United, uh, I've got my notes, it was a statement win for them last weekend. Greg, a 5-0 win for Hill, and we discussed it and said, you know, if they are going to go and win this Championship and win it well, those are the types of games that they're going to have to win, and boy, did they do that. Yeah, away from home, they've been absolutely fantastic United. We've said that all season. At home, I don't think they've actually had a convincing home one yet. I think a 2-0 victory against Airdrie is probably their best home result so far this season. But away from home, I think that's what, 4-0, 3-0, 5-0, 1-1 draw at Wraith. And a, um, yeah, I think they played four away from home. So a very, very impressive for United. To be fair, with, with, with that team, the Championships, not the strongest. I think with, with that squad and with obviously guys like Louis Moult playing for them, they they will get this League One maybe a little bit more comfortably than what Dundee and Kilmarnock did. But 8-15 to 15 tomorrow night at home to Abroath, I think it's going to have its backers, isn't it? That's a pretty stalwart 8-15. Uh, over 2.5 goals is 4-5. to five. I can't really find any way of... Um, talking anyone out of that to be fair I, I yeah. just think what, what I would say is United's home form hasn't been amazing they've got the job done but 8-15 to would definitely back United to win this match I don't think you can discount our both for them I mean they've won no. 5 out of the last 6 they're in the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup and as long as they can avoid playing Queen's Park they'll be absolutely fine I think <laughs> I think so <laughs> um, but yeah I don't I don't see our both leaving with any points uh, tomorrow night. That, that that last weekend was maybe a, a moment in the season where United goes, you know what, we are going to win this league with the best team in the league and they'll k- kick on at home, especially, probably need to improve a little bit. But they should still have enough to to see off our growth here at 8-15. to 15. Yeah, do you have um, any argument with that in terms of our growth? Are they able to stop the Dundee United juggernaut? Yeah, I looked at this game from a couple of different angles because I did Fancy United to win and score over one and a half goals is 1.83, which looks on paper really tasty. But are both of, albeit they lost uh, uh, against Inverness, they have scored three, two, four, three, and two in the last five games. So they're, they're scoring plenty of goals and they did me bad uh, when they went to Firhill and Trounce Patrick Thistle. So that kind of burnt me a wee bit. Um, but I really like corners in this game. Are both. Most three away games this season have had 17, 20, and 10 corners, and there was 16 corners when the two of these sides met in the opening night of the season at uh, Gayfield. Um, and I think the line at 10 uh, for evens is over 10 corners at evens. Uh, when you compare that to the Queen's Park, Queen's Park game, which I'll, I'll, I'll maybe come on to, um, the price on over 10 in that game compared to this one is unbelievable. So I, I really fancy that actually. I think evens. For corners, I think they both will cause Dundee United some problems. They might pitch in some corners themselves and you'd fancy United to have plenty of the ball. So I think that's a reasonable shout given the stats for both sides. Um, and yeah, I think it should be a good game. Probably a few goals in this one. Yeah, I was just checking to see if either of the games are on TV, but I don't see it. Dave. 
No, they're not on telly. Uh, I think United have moved theirs probably just for the fans because um, it's obviously a bit of a local derby-ish. Or maybe that's or Dundee. Dundee aren't playing at home. No, so it's no, not I don't know. It must, no. must just be for the fans. Uh, and I guess Queen's Park will be their ground sharing uh, arrangement. It's got them. Uh, oh, they're not ground sharing actually now that at Hamden. So no, there's something going at Hamden, I think, on Saturday. Oh, something so, at Hamden. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so yeah, neither game's on the on the box. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that should be a good game at Tannadice. I think it'll be a, a very big crowd as well on a Friday night. Yeah, and you've touched on that. Uh, the Glasgow Derby didn't, uh, sorry, Queen's Park kind of stopped the rot. I suppose they were on a horrendous run there, but. Um, they got a point at Airdrie last week, is that right? Um, yeah. Th- Thistle obviously going to this off the back of that 5-0 defeat, which would have been a proper sore one at home for them, wouldn't it? Well, it's not the first time, is it? Queen's, uh, Arbroath pumped in 3 now as well mm. at home. Um, mm. Thistle, so it's not just a sign to the teams at the top end of the table. I know Arbroath are, are having a good season and were in good form at that point. In fact, were they in good form at that point when they won 3 now? I'm not sure that they were. Was that not I'm off not the back sure. of their defeats to Queen's Park? Yeah, it might have been. So. Five to four for Thistle here. I'd be looking for a bit more. I know Queen's Park have been awful, but they, as you say, they have tightened up a little bit recently, haven't they? Uh, one yeah. draw last week. Uh, was it 0 0 the week before? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm leaving this game well alone. If it's a pick a winner, I would probably edge towards Thistle just on the basis that Queen's Park haven't had a great season, but after a 5 0 hammering, um, just best left alone for me. Yeah, and speaking of that draw last week at Airdrie, that was, was not necessarily a coupon buster, but certainly plenty of people, including myself, would have fancied Airdrie to win their away to Inverness this weekend. Duncan Ferguson, they were left kicking their heels last week with the, the weather forcing their match to be postponed, but it's Cali v Airdrie this week, Greg, and you quite fancy the home win here. Yeah, I was surprised to see them as big as they were at the start of the week. So I think I shared this on... Sunday or Monday this week and we'll be back to Inverness last week away to Morton at double chance that game was called off due to Storm Babbitt or whatever it was called but Inverness 17-10 to 10, given the fact that one Duncan Ferguson's come in they've beaten Arbroath 3-2 and bearing in mind at that point Arbroath were flying mm. so a really good win away at Arbroath they've then picked up a really good point at home to Thistle they've not played since then so they've not played now for a good couple of weeks Maybe not a bad thing. Maybe it's given Duncan Ferguson a bit more time on the training fields. But they're a home to an early side who we've given a lot of plaudits to this season, and rightly so. Uh, a really good addition to the league. Very good at home, strong at home. But away from home, though, Jury's out. They've lost three of their four away matches. It's a long old trek up to Inverness uh, from Airdrie. I really don't see Airdrie leaving um, with anything in this match. I just think there's definitely a bit of a new manager bounce going on at Inverness and we'll, we'll soon find out if that, that is the case but certainly a very very good start to Duncan Ferguson's tenure in the Highlands and at 17 to 10 more than happy to, to back that I think they're 30 to 10 now I think yeah I was going to say that you're probably obviously not alone because they have been backed in to 13 to 10 uh, yeah I think I don't think we've spoke to you Div since Duncan Ferguson had been appointed but um, <laughs> it's not going to be a dull moment is there a big dunk up there no, it was an incredible 
uh, could for them to get him, uh, given who he's been linked with over the years before he obviously went to Forest Green uh, and had an absolute disastrous time <laughs> there. So it was kind of amazing that they appointed him in lots of different ways because his record there was just unbelievable. It was so bad. Uh, but big name, exciting. Why not take a punt on it? Um, and, you know, as you say, it's not going to be dull anyway. So, yeah, I think it's a reasonable shout here. You don't travel particularly well. Um, maybe they, they, they'll continue to get a wee bounce and there they are, quite a, quite a tempting price on Vaness. Yeah, I see it. Greg, I think it's more a, a bit against Airdrie as well, isn't it? With their, their away form, just one win in their four games and lost three of them. Yeah, definitely. We're not saying that Inverness have turned into world beaters overnight, but there has been improvement. And as you say, uh, Airdrie tend to do most of good work at home. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Dundee United, yeah, they're top of the deal by four points. Uh, Wraith Rovers uh, just tucked in behind them. Fife Derby on Saturday, Div, Wraith Rovers at home to Dunfermline. The sides have already met twice this season. They, they drew one each in the League Cup. I think Dunfermline won that in penalties, but Wraith Rovers won at East End Park the last time. Uh, yeah, and I think Wraith Rovers at even money. I would have had them shorter, but I guess it's the Derby factor that's maybe been built into their price at the weekend. Yeah, I, I definitely, I quite like the look of Wraith at that price. Uh, they're very good at home. Uh, it is a Derby game, so that does add a, an extra element of, of the unknown into it. But if you say they went East End Park and won, then uh, Fairman have definitely hit a little bit of a sticky uh, patch. You know, losing at home to air last week was a bad result. Uh, they got trounced by Thistle the week before that. Uh, Wraith, really good at home, um, uh, unbeaten at home. This season, uh, only one lost one of the last fourteen uh, championship games at uh, the San Starco, as they call it. So, I think, um, yeah, I think I'd be having a wee punt, a wee nibble at Wraith at evens uh, here, given that Dunfermline have had a wee bit of a sticky patch, and I think Wraith will be desperate to, to beat them again, and I think we probably will do that. Wraith have drifted a little bit. They were seventeen to twenty at the start of the week. And it's funny how they've gone to evens now. And I, mm. I totally agree. I, I like the look of Wraith at evens. Maybe at 17 to 20, they're maybe a little bit short. But yep. they're at home. They're having a really good season. They've already beaten Dunfermline. And Dungeon United have gone there in the field to win. So very much um, a strong even money shout, you'd have to say. Indeed. Um, the one game we've not touched on so far is Air United against Morton. Uh, that's on Saturday as well. Air United, they themselves went to East End Park and won last weekend, Greg, and seem to have kind of turned the corner. Is that fair? I think so. They're starting to climb the table now. Three wins from four. I, I don't think many people gave them a chance last weekend. They were friendly, but I quite fancied them. Prior to that, they went to, to Airdrie and won 2 1. So not many sides have gone to Airdrie. And, come away with points and they absolutely triumphed Queen's Park 5-2 in the Friday night match. In between that they lost at home to Wraith Rovers 2-1 and probably no shame in that at that, at that time. Mm-hmm. I think injuries are starting to clear up. I think Logan Chalmers and Murphy are having a field day down the wings having speaking to, to Stuart earlier today. I think he's really keen here on a corners element here, hitting some really good numbers. I think five to six to hit six corners. He he reckons it'll be quite a tight match this one. Morton not in great form at all. Uh, kind of joint bottom of the bottom of the table. I think Morton are at the yeah. moment. And here they are in good form. They're starting to climb the table. So for me, twenty-one to twenty. I don't think this will be a classic. 
Dougie Emley will probably try and keep this very, very tight. More than likely, we'll see cards in this match. But I'm going to slide towards the home win just on the basis that Ayr are improving and Morton are really struggling at the moment. Yeah. Any angle on this one for you, Dave? Uh, no, Greg, can you just tell me again where Morton are in the league? <laughs> uh, I've forgotten. Um, yes. Yeah. Bottom. Joint bottom, joint bottom. No, let's just, just, just leave it as bottom. Yeah, no, Morton are... Um, I hate this game here. Morton always just seems a hard game to call. Here are playing a lot better, but their home form's stinking. Um, it's really poor their home form, I'll give you yeah. that. Which puts me off a little bit, but then Morton's away from stinking, so it's just just an all round stinker. Um, I think so, momentum wise, you'd have to say yeah, they're definitely will be full of confidence at the moment. Three minutes out of four, I think they'll just have enough about them. Well, you won't hear any arguments from me. <laughs> 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 if predicted a mortal defeat, you'll, you'll hear no arguments from me. That'll do nicely. Uh, okay, let's have a look at League One. Um, Falkirk are two points clear. Hamilton have blinked, um, which has given Falkirk a wee bit of a, a lead at the top of the table. Uh, a bit of a, not a bit, bit of a coupon buster, an absolute coupon buster last weekend. Greg Hamilton went off at one to six to beat bottom of the table, oh. Edinburgh City, um, and ended up drawing one each, uh, which was Edinburgh's third point of the season. The only sad thing is that. They would have been in so many acres yeah. at that price. We'll just chuck them in. Um, I don't think any side should be that price in that league. Same with League Two. Uh, Falkirk may go off something similar. They are, I think, two to seven at home to Alloa. Yeah. But it's a very, very tough game for Hamilton at Montrose. Yeah. Uh, Montrose has been the best of the rest, haven't they? Yeah. This season so far. After a really difficult start, they've been in pretty good form. Montrose uh, eight to eleven for Hamilton. Absolutely not. Would not be back in Hamilton at that price of eight to Montrose. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of out of curiosity priced up the Falkirk Hamilton double, which I think in most weeks would probably come in uh, in this league. The way things are going at pace sixty-five, but yeah, it probably doesn't get much tougher than going to Montrose uh, in this division for Hamilton, uh, other than going to Falkirk probably. No, I think think you're right. Eight to eleven is a bit a bit scary for me, especially after last week's um, disappointing draw against Whipping Boys Edinburgh City. Yeah, that was a sore one. Um, do you have anything between Falkirk and Hamilton for you in the two games? No, I just um, I actually like the look. Uh, we mentioned Edinburgh there. Edinburgh Annan for me is the game uh, in this league that I like the look of. I think Edinburgh. Changed their manager, and they've had three draws in the last four. Uh, and you've got the team with the Edinburgh, the team with the worst home record in the division, playing Annan, who have the worst. Whipping away boys, aren't they? Whipping they boys, are, Annan away from home. Uh, Annan's away record is is horrific. Um, <laughs> so I actually quite fancy because City are a huge price of three point one to win the game. So I quite fancy Edinburgh City double chance and over one and a half goals. A wee bit of a controversial one, but comes in at evens and I think that's got a great chance. Uh, loads of goals in Edinburgh City games. Um, and Annan's last five away games, they've lost four, drawn one and conceded 14. Um, so they, they, they ship goals on the road. Um, and I think Edinburgh... Uh, just got something a wee bit about them. Thought it was a great result last weekend. Absolutely terrific. Yeah. Who's in charge then now, Dev? Edinburgh City. It's Michael McIndoe, I think he, his name is. Um, don't know. Don't know his background. Or Never whatever, heard of him. 
So yeah, you're going to say Michael McIntyre for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have done probably better than Alan Avery was doing before he got emptied. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think there's a reasonable chance here. That's a nice angle, that. I like that angle. I think more so for the fact that Aaron's away form is so bad. They're absolutely horrible away from home, Aaron. So I like that one. It's good. Yeah, as Paul says, you're betting against Aaron as much as yeah. you're betting that Aaron yep. will do something. Normally I'd be running a million miles from Edinburgh, but I think that that price is quite tempting. What other yeah. match I like to look up? Sorry, and you go. No, I was going to ask you about Queen of the South v Cove. Yeah, there, there are two teams that you've spoke about a lot on the podcast this season. I was just wondering yeah. what your thoughts were on this one. Well, I think we'll see goals. I think both sides have been massively disappointing this season for me. I said it last week. It was a massive win last week for Queen of the South. Huge to get the three points. They, Marvin Bartley really, really did needed that. It. Yeah. Stopped the rot. Three points on the board. The Cove game was called off, unfortunately, last week. I had backed that game for goals at home mm-hmm. to Montrose. But when you look at Cove's Rangers games, 3-2-2 draws and a 3-2 win in their last four. Queen of the South's home form is dire. Um, but they're good for a goal, Queen of the South conceding goals both sides I just think this match has got goals written all over it so over 2.5 goals I think pays 4-6 so again if you're doing a, a goals ACA it's definitely one to consider or yeah. you can maybe back them on the, the Asian line a David Witherson special over 3.0 money back if there's three yeah he does like that one doesn't he um, ok what about the other game any thoughts on that Kelty Hearts v Stirling Albion no thoughts for me no <laughs> I think did Kilty lose last week? Um, just checking, sorry. Kilty last week. Yeah, they lost to Aloha. And Aloha have been dire this season as well. So that's going to put me off this one. Sterling Albion aren't the greatest away from home. Do a lot of the good work at home. But they did go and beat Queen of the South 1-0. I think in their last away match. So that's definitely a match. Um, best left alone for me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, as we say, there's no League Two games this weekend. Uh, plenty of action in the Scottish Cup, but without any prices, there's there's not much point in getting uh, too involved in that at this stage so far. Uh, but we no, did just, you, just sorry, the uh, Scottish Cup. Sorry, just in the Scottish Cup. I'm keen to see what price we get for Elgin. Obviously, Elgin aren't having a great time in League Two, and they travelled to Perth to play Gene Full Swifts. So, got no idea what sort of price we'll get. We might get a very backable price and a high price for, for Gene Full Swifts, potentially. And I'm also looking at East Cobride, who I think are away from home as well. So stuff I'll share in the channel um, come the weekend. Yeah, OK. Uh, as I say, we did promise you a bet from England, from Div, um, and it comes from the Championship. Yeah, a little bit of a curveball. Uh, the reason that this came to mind, uh, and it's, by no means it's... Uh, it's a pretty obvious bet to be honest but I was down in London two weekends ago and I watched, uh, I went to QPR me and my pals went to watch QPR v Blackburn and I, I've seldom seen a team as bad as QPR where they were utterly hopeless, they got beat 4-0 and I was speaking to some QPR fans when I was down there and they do not rate their team at all um, yeah. they, they, they've lost the last, they're not unbeaten sorry, they've not uh, won a game in the last eight uh, and, but it's their home form that's particularly bad, bizarrely. They, they lose uh, at home all the time. They lost 1-0, 3-1, 3-1, 4-0. Um, Leicester, who are visiting them, obviously table toppers, they've won their last eight games uh, on the spin, scoring 20 goals. They've won all six away games, scoring 16 goals. 
Um, and I was looking at the Gareth Ainsworth as a QPR manager, so I went on to get some team news because I'm very thorough in my research. <laughs> and he, he said, he's, it looks like centre-halves are going to be slim pickings. We've got some defenders, but we haven't got any centre-backs, which is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, I'm looking like Leicester are only 1.4 to win this. But if you if you take them to win an over two and a half match goals, um, it's 1.95, which to me just looks unbelievable. Uh, Leicester uh, wins 4-1-2-0-1-0-4-1-3-0-2-0-3-1-1-0 during the week. They're on flames. They score goals. And they're playing a team who are just absolute, for want of a better word, they're just shite. So um, I'm going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to have to go heavy on this one. No doubt it'll now be a QPR one win, but I cannot see it. They're so bad. Uh, so honestly, have a look at Leicester on Saturday as your wee curveball. Chuck them in an echo, whatever you want to do, but they will beat QPR and they'll do it a handsome way. Uh, Leicester to lose one 0 is eighteen to one <laughs> as a as a wee cover for you there. So if you put a fiver on that, you'll lose a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it was a, a great shout. Even the the straight win for for Leicester or even the handicap bets, you've convinced me. Uh, yeah. it's definitely something worth getting involved in. Definitely. And with the um, Norwegian season finishing in the next what two to three weeks. League One and League Two in England will probably be leagues that will focus on a lot more. So, Dev's given us a great shout from the Championship um, this week, and there'll be more to come from the lower leagues in England as the season progresses. Yeah, it's League Two for goals. That's something I've been doing the last few weeks. Loads of goals in that league. Yeah, there's some really yeah. good teams in League Two. Um, yeah. Salford, Swindon, Wrexham um, are good for goals, Notts County. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really good league for goals, League Two. Goals everywhere. Uh, okay, that will do us for this week. Let's have a wee recap of your bets for the weekend, then, Greg. So, starting off in the Scottish Premiership, I've got a corner double. So it's Dundee and Ross County, both sides to get four corners, and that is a seven-to-five double. I may have something from the Sitman v St Johnston game, just to decide what that's going to be, and I'll share that on the channel. And similarly for the Rangers v Hearts game, I'll have a bet builder for that shared over the weekend. But moving into the Championship and kind of the main bets of the weekend are Inverness to beat Airdrie at 17-10. to 10. And I'm also backing Ayr to beat Greenwich Morton at 21-20. to 20. Yep, and Dev? Yeah, so I've, I've got four best ones, I think. So uh, starting on Friday night, uh, Dundee United are both over 10 corners. It's evens. And then moving into Saturday, Celtic to beat Hibs and over two and a half match goals is 1.9. St Munvi St Johnson, both teams two plus cards and under four match goals, uh, 2.01. And then Divs super that curveball, Leicester to beat QPR and over two and a half match goals, 1.95. Get it on it. I am all over it already. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to join Greg's channel, you can find all the details on his Twitter account at Browning84Greg. Um, and of course, if you're not already following Div, you can give him a follow at PineBov and you can visit the forums over at PineBovro.com. I hope you boys enjoy the, the Gambler Derby, if it's possible for bothies to enjoy it. Lose, you're going to say there. <laughs> if it was possible for both teams to lose, I'd be, I'd be hoping that happens as well, but uh, that's not possible, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, have a good time, guys, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Best of luck with your bets. Cheers, guys, and all the best. Excellent. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys.